you can look for new limited edition 15 packs of original 16 Canadian Pale Ale. Each pack includes a mix of collectible cans for the ultimate Flames fan to proudly display. Original 16, official beer sponsor of the Calgary Flames. And welcome inside Flames Post Game Live. It is brought to you by Original 16, the Calgary Flames and Toronto Maple Leafs here tonight in another uh, surprise. Uh, if you hear this, uh, it's come up a couple times this season. It's another one-goal game here uh, for the Calgary Flames, and they end up on the short side of it. Uh, but uh, once again, a pretty entertaining hockey game against one of the top teams in the Atlantic Division, and the uh, Leafs come out with a 2-1 win thanks to a third-period marker by uh, former Calgary Flame Cali Yarncroke. We'll get to the highlights in just a moment, but uh, let's welcome in Ryan Dietrich and um, yeah, again, it's uh, as we've talked about a story we have heard uh, time and time again, another close game uh, that the Calgary Flames were faced with and uh, one that they're unable to generate a little bit of offense when they needed it. Yeah, you said it. That's a tough one, especially we spent the last couple of days discussing the stakes. We knew this was going to be a, a big week, uh, NHL trade deadline yeah. looming, a um, couple of good teams coming into town. Uh, and they were following up on what was, you know, almost a perfect performance the other night against Boston. So you knew they were going to be energized and they really just had to follow the same template. So uh, I thought they played a really, really good hockey game. I think the difference tonight is you had opponent that was a little bit more engaged in what was happening out there. Uh, you had your goaltender who was playing, you know, firing on all cylinders, which is great to see because, you know, obviously that's been a hot topic of conversation of late as well. Um, the only, you know, I suppose criticism, I guess, through two periods, I thought that was a really well-played game by the Flames. Um, you know, they were doing all the right things. They were getting the volume they needed. The chances were in their favor. Uh, it was in that third period. It's a 1-1 game. You're on home ice. That's a position you'd like them to embrace. Uh, they didn't quite have the same push that the Leafs did, and Toronto got that extra goal. They outshot them 10-5 the rest of the way. Ultimately, that was the difference. Yeah, there was uh, for sure in the early the early goal. It seemed to energize the Toronto Maple Leafs yeah. in that uh, first part. But uh, you know, to be fair, I mean, it, you kind of talk about what they're dealing with right now, and that was a, a loss up in Edmonton. They're playing the second yep. of back-to-back games, and I think you even saw the quote from former Flames captain Mark Giordano just prior to this hockey game, and it was about um, you know feeling like this is a big one in terms of a response. Sure. And I think yeah. uh, you know you got to give some credit to the visitors. That response was there for their group tonight. Yeah, we uh, both watched the game last night. That was not what the Toronto Maple Leafs are uh, typically look like, and. Uh, their coach, Sheldon Keefe, was, was spitting a little bit of fire post-game, talking about his, how his team didn't play with any uh, intelligence. Well, that's a pretty scathing remark, especially when you've got players like Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews, William Nylander, um, you know, guys that he sort of singled out last night. And, you know, those are the ones that came to play tonight. Marner was uh, a real force for them tonight. And, you know, Daryl Sutter's kind of talked about it this year. When you need a guy to score a big goal, it needs to be your big-time players. That's what the Leafs got tonight. There's some uh, interesting twists and turns, particularly in that second period, too. And, um, you know, obviously the Toronto Maple Leafs tied up. It was a Flames lead after one period of play. But, um, you know, there was a goal that's called back in this one. And so a couple of twists and turns throughout it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll get to that one in just a moment. But first, let's go through and uh, take you through what it looked like here tonight uh, on home ice for the Calgary Flames in the middle of this three-game homestand. Back-to-back -back games against the Atlantic Division. And you mentioned that tilt against Boston on Tuesday. And the difference... Uh, maybe the only one in terms of the start uh, was the fact that they had the lead in this game thanks right. to this goal from Blake Coleman. How good was that move too? He kind of froze Joseph Wall with the little leg kick there, got him to commit early, but really that play starts in the defensive zone. That's when the Flames PK is at its best. You're aggressive, 
You force the puck carriers into mistakes. We saw former Flame Eric Gustafson fumble it at the line, and Blake Coleman takes full advantage. Yeah, Gustafson in his uh, debut with the Toronto Maple Leafs. So too is Luke Chen. Two new faces. They're integrating in here tonight. But uh, here's where things change in that second period, and it's as you mentioned, Mitch Marner's 22nd of the year. Yeah, this comes at 7:36 into the second period, and I actually think at this point in the game, the Flames did a really good job of you know Toronto had a lot of puck possession, but they didn't have an easy time penetrating the middle of the ice. And, you know, what can you say? That's just an exceptional player doing special things. But once they were able to sort of get that inside position, those are the scoring chances that elite players tend to bury. This is the one that uh, in-house, I don't know that we really saw a really good replay on it, but uh, this is the goal, and it's uh, Morgan Riley on the breakaway. But he's stopped by Markstrom. There you see holding his uh, glove against the post, but it's Callie Yarncroak on the rebound. And you can see it just kind of sneak inside the post off the top of the glove and uh, for a moment just prior to the net coming off its moorings that puck crosses the goal line there's the overhead look and you can see Arncroke is able to somehow get that in and uh, Leafs Nation inside the saddle dome erupts and uh, that is the difference in this hockey game it comes just over two minutes in I think uh, 220 into the uh, third period, but it is the difference inevitably for the Calgary Flames uh, on this night and couldn't find the equalizer. But uh, maybe just, you know, we talked about, you know, some of the scoring chances in, in a lot of the offensive zones, uh, you know, some of the time they spent in the offensive zone there in that second period. But in the third, you know, I think it was just five shots. Uh, and maybe, you know, you're looking for that, especially in that last five minutes, some of that, you know, that some of that zone time and some of that push. And uh, the Leafs did a pretty good job of kind of limiting that and, and particularly in the middle of the ice in their, in their D zone. Yeah, they did a really good job. And, you know, they've been sort of grabbing all the headlines lately for what they've been able to do specific to defense on the back end this week, you know, swinging a number of trades. We saw Luke Shen come back and yeah. make his, I don't know what you call it, back in the first time in a Leafs re-debut back in a Leafs sweater. So, uh, you know, in addition to the fact that they had a, a tough performance last night that you, you really felt they were going to bounce back from. Yeah. They inject a guy like Luke Shen. They inject a guy like Eric Gustafson. Yeah. You get a little bit of, you know, a little bit of an extra buzz, I think, when you're trying to, you know, make an early statement in games. And, um, you know, it's interesting because people talk about the Maple Leafs as being a high-flying offense. They are. Uh, goaltending is an interesting story with them. Always has been, especially when you're injecting a guy who doesn't have a ton of NHL experience. But when you're playing that way in front of them, blocking shots, kind of keeping the flames to the perimeter, which they did quite well in that third period, that's going to make them a really dangerous team. And, you know, we're looking ahead to what could be another playoff matchup with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, this could be a tougher out for uh, for those Bolts this year. Yeah, Joseph Wall, uh, third start of the season, I think seventh of his NHL career, he comes in as, uh, I guess, your third third string yeah. starter uh, by, by depth chart. But um, comes in and does a pretty good job for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Just before we get to uh, head coach Daryl Sutter, let's – just briefly touch on the uh, on the game tying goal or the go ahead goal, which we, yeah. we thought uh, at the time that it was scored, uh, Nazem Kadri scoring on uh, the power play, and the goal was good. Uh, yes. It was the play leading up to the goal that uh, was not so good, um, and it's the offside, obviously challenged, but it was his own entry on the power play about uh, 20 seconds prior to the goal. And here's a look at uh, the sequence, and obviously nicely set up on that power play. Uh, Nazem Kadri gets the shot through, and uh, and a beautiful goal. Nothing wrong with the goal. No. <laughs> uh, but here's a look at uh, where things were uh, overturned, and it's on the offside. And you can see it just kind of bobbled there briefly at the line on the entry, and then, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it is offside, and there's no no debate, obviously. But sure, and we, we were turning point. Yeah, and we were talking, you know, initially in the the top there off the highlights. You know, what makes a good penalty kill? Well, Nolachari steps up there, kind of disrupts the entry, sure. and that throws yeah. everything off. So, yeah. um, not by accident. A uh, tough one for the Flames, too, because you felt kind of at that point, too, that 
we talked about a lack of a push. Well, there was something building at that point. Yeah. Maybe it took a little bit of the wind out of their sails. Yeah, for sure. And uh, obviously, in the end, it, uh, it is a huge factor in the uh, final score of the hockey game. All right, let's uh, get some first reaction to tonight's hockey game. Let's go into uh, the Edwayla Media Lounge. Uh, and there we will hear from uh, head coach Daryl Sutter now. Um, I think five and five, they don't give you much. And so you got to bear down on limited opportunities you get against them. You said you needed a goalie to get hot. Fair to say uh, Jacob Markstrom at least turned the burner on to start? Yeah, he was really good, I thought. I thought he was our best player. I mean, you got to make some big saves against those big guys. And he did that. Something in the way he was just carrying himself, even on a pretty routine save, feel or seem different. You no, know, he's a confident guy. It's not. You know, it's, it takes. It's good. He's got a strong leadership position on the team, and I think he tried to assert himself that way. I think for a couple of shifts it did, but I don't think that he prolonged at all. I think it was pretty awesome obvious from the bench that it was offside. I mean, the puck was a foot and we were about three feet, so I don't think it was really reviewable. Did you get an explanation from the refs on the second goal from Toronto's side? Set the, yeah, the puck's in the net, right? doesn't matter if it's in his glove or not. And the only reason I was talking to the refs about it was if it, they couldn't tell it was in and they thought, it, and they still determined because it was on the ice it was a goal, then could I challenge because of the stick in the glove? But they determined it was a goal. In terms of, well, uh, just in terms of off, offense and trying to get that tying goal, what were you hoping to see out of your forwards that maybe they didn't do? Uh, you, need, you need to make a, somebody's got to make a big play, right? You're not going to get many chances against them, right? And I think we had, we had opportunities when it was 1-1 one, one to get the next goal, but the third there, hey, they know how to, they're good at it. There are a lot of icings today. What, what do you think the reason for that was? Pardon? There are a lot of icings today. Do you, did you notice that? Yeah. I think there was two or three that affected the game. Right? Caught lines out there. Extra shifts, especially when they address 11 guys. And you know that Matthews is out, out there a lot. Either Matthews or, or uh, Tavares or O'Reilly a lot. So. Uh, eight times there's icing, that's to the other team's advantage. Okay, thank you. Yep. All right, uh, there's some uh, reaction from head coach Daryl Sutter. Um, I just briefly touching on icings there at the end, but yeah. um, you know, maybe let's pick up with a conversation on, um, well, a couple of, he talked about the second goal and uh, the non-goal, both in the end, pretty obvious and, uh, sure. and pretty self-explanatory, but uh, maybe just pick up the conversation on Jacob Markstrom and what he gave you. His, uh, their group tonight, I mean, 32 saves, but uh, the type of saves, the caliber of saves, and at some huge times in this hockey game. A couple of breakaways, too. I mean, those are situations. We talk about the quality of looks that he's been facing early in games. Well, you know, I'm not a huge subscriber of the uh, timely saves narrative, but these are timely saves, and this is a guy who gave his team every opportunity to win this game tonight. So you feel for him because the goal support wasn't there for him tonight. Um, really interesting, though, over the last couple of days because we know there's been a little bit of a rotation between himself and Dan Vladar. Daryl Sutter's essentially said we're riding with our guy, giving him a little bit of a heavier workload down the stretch. And, you know, this is how you respond. This is a goaltender that was confident tonight. You see him here, top of his crease, challenging shooters, not biting on any of these fakes. And we know that Toronto's forwards can bait you into those situations. But he was at his best tonight. And this looks like the guy that was the Vesna finalist last year. 
vintage Jacob Markstrom. Yeah, well said, and uh, that's exactly how uh, Daryl put it. Needed him to get hot and have to kind of yeah. look at it like a playoff series. And uh, when a playoff series comes, you're you're going with your guy on every single night. Sure, and and now what you hope is that despite the fact he doesn't get the win, right? You don't get the payoff despite having a good performance. You hope he leaves the rink tonight feeling good about himself because he should. He gave his team a chance. He's got a little bit of that mojo back. I guess we'll find out in the next game. Yeah, granted, uh, we know uh, we know how that uh, goes in terms of wins and losses and how uh, he'll yes, feel about that. Yes. Uh, but maybe instead of me trying to explain it, let's uh, listen in. Jacob Markstrom, first uh, player we'll hear from here uh, inside the Calgary Flames locker room now. Thoughts on, on the game tonight? Uh, I mean, yeah, tough loss. It's close again, but it's, you know, it's been like this way too many times. And, you know, it's frustrating not to, to get away with any points. It looked like you played really well and were making some big saves. How did you feel in there? I lose 2-1, and so not good enough. You had an insane game for must win now for a little while. I, I assume now these games against Minnesota are, are sort of really the definition of that word. Yeah, I mean, you can look now. It, you know, now it really comes down to you can't, you know, you, you don't need to win out, but it's it's pretty close now to with how this, uh, you know, this uh, west side is so it's tight and it's a lot of teams involved and uh, you know we, we we gotta we gotta put in we gotta start with one can't just think you know we're gonna win 10 in a row or 15 in a row we gotta we gotta start with one here jacob it seems like there's been a lot of nights where this team you know have lots of reason to feel good about its overall performance and doesn't get the results how do you sort of maintain the belief through that uh i mean that's that's what we do you know you come in and you you know, next practice and next game, you just work and you, uh, you know, you got to build yourself up again. Obviously, it, uh, you know, it sucks right now and, uh, you know, right after the game. But, you know, the, that's, you know, we've been doing it all year and uh, we just got to bear down and, and uh, you know, get going and, and find some light here in the, in the town. Okay, thanks, Mark. Thank you. All right, there is uh, goaltender Jacob Markstrom. Pr predictable because we know it's all about wins and losses for this group right now. And, uh, you know, as you mentioned, lots to feel good about. But uh, unfortunately, uh, with the loss, it's hard to feel good about those things. Yes. Um, either way, good night from uh, Jacob Markstrom, nonetheless. Uh, let's uh, circle the conversation around uh, one line in particular because I thought through 40 minutes, um, and you could look at, I know you kind of look at the numbers, but uh, <laughs> as well, um, yeah. eye test, numbers test, whatever you want to look at, that line of Michael Backlund centering. Blake Coleman and Andrew Mangiapane were all part of the conversation here tonight. Uh, same old story, right? Like yeah, these really guys, is, yeah. they've had an incredible season together. And, you know, a little bit at the start of the year off and on, but when they were reunited, it was back to what we saw last year. They've just been dominating teams this year with puck possession. They don't, first of all, they don't give up anything, which is obviously yeah. what Daryl Sutter is going to appreciate most about them. But yeah. they've taken over offensively. And I challenge our viewers because I don't want you to turn off the live stream. But maybe get a companion browser open, open moneypuck.com, and look at how this line stacks up to some of the elite teams in the NHL. They are very easily one of the most dominant units in the NHL, and you see it. They're physical, they hound pucks, they've got a lot of skill, as we saw with Blake Coleman tonight, making things happen around the net. This is as good a line as there is in hockey right now, and it's pretty cool to see them play together at this level because they're willing their teammates into the fight and bringing them, you know, all that energy that you could possibly need right now. So it wasn't enough. They could have used a little bit maybe more puck luck tonight, given the chances that a guy like Blake Coleman in particular had. But 
that's the recipe right there. Do that night after night, they're going to sink for you. Well, and it's funny because I'm just looking at, at the way that the uh, you know that everything was written down here tonight in terms yeah. of our scoring chances. But I, you know, I think we thought that they had one other one in that first yeah. period too, yeah. and I think so Blake, Blake. Blake for a moment <laughs> did as well. And uh, obviously, that's the way that those uh, those bounces tend to go. But um, uh, I think it was 11 shots through 40 minutes for that trio, yeah. uh, five of them off the stick of Bob Blake Coleman, six scoring chances there too. Um, Makes a big difference uh, here in this hockey game. Obviously, as you mentioned, uh, not not enough on uh, on this night. Uh, let's go back inside the Calgary Flames locker room. Let's hear now from uh, Nazem Kadri. How did you see that one kind of take a turn from you guys? Uh, yeah, I mean, close game. Uh, you know, it was kind of up for grabs there. And, you know, they were just uh, able to get an allowed goal. And, you know, we get a disallowed goal. You know, it seems like that's kind of been the script this year. You know, we, we go we go post out. Other teams go post in, so it's frustrating. You know, it's frustrating, but, um, you know, not much you can do is up for grabs. It's a good one for them. How, how do you sort of turn this close but not cigar storyline? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's I guess the silver lining is we're in every single game. You know, we got an opportunity to win every single game. We're never out of it. Um, it's going to be our approach moving forward, so... Um, at the end of the day, we got to find ways to, to pull it off. But um, you know, still alive. Got to got to try to string a few together. It's the least we could so, do. Is there any way that that almost makes it worse being so close and yeah. being there game after game? You know, it's a positive and a negative for sure. You know, like I mentioned, it's just uh, you know, it seems like that's kind of been the story all year. We go, you know, we score a goal. You know, that'd be a big goal for us to put us up two one. No goal. You know, they uh, they catch a break and. Obviously, get that get that break on on their goal. So, uh, I mean, credit to them; they earned it, you know. And uh, you know, it just uh, just just sucks uh, not getting those bounces. You've you said it sort of must win for a little while. Mm -hmm. I mean, now after this, after the last couple games, you know, yeah, these games against Minnesota are just so huge. Oh, every game's so huge, you know. So I th I don't think uh, next game or the game after is really going to be any different. We feel like uh, you know, we, we've kind of played that hockey, and you know, I think. Uh, you know, that can be a great thing if we uh, find a way to, to squeak in and, you know, enter the first round playing that desperate hockey for for uh, for a month or two now. So that's the positive. You know, it sucks losing. Um, you know, it, uh, it hurts. But, um, you know, we got to try to try to rebound. What did you think of Jacob Markstrom's performance today? I thought Marky was excellent. I thought he had a great bounce back game. He made some crucial saves. Um, you know. Like I said, a bit of an unlucky bounce on their second goal, but you know, I thought Marky uh, stood on his head, did his job tonight, and uh, you know, I think he's going to continue to do that down the stretch. Is it more frustrating to see that he <clears throat> puts on the performance that he puts on, but the offense, unfortunately, mm -hmm. isn't able to kind of do their part? Yeah, I, I hate that, and that's the worst part about that because uh, you know we want to be there for Marky, we want to you know support him and give him some help, and. Uh, like I said, we just you know feels like every time he's in the net, we we uh, we go dry for some reason, and he uh, he stands on his head. So, gotta find a way to get some. Like I said, those bounces suck, you know, when they're not going your way, and uh, you know, a play like that can change the whole outcome of a game. So, you know, we just gotta put one foot in front of the other and just continue to to, to try to string together some wins here. How do you okay, prevent thanks, that frustration? That frustration, mm -hmm. how do you prevent that from coming into? Uh, just try to stay positive. You can't, uh, you can't be frustrated and you know sink yourself into a hole. So we we got to climb our way out of it, and you know I think we're capable of that. Thanks, All right, thanks guys. Original sixteen. 
a great way to celebrate things done well. Hey, welcome back inside Flames Post Game Live. It's brought to you by Original 16. Calgary Flames fall 2-1 to the visiting Toronto Maple Leafs in the middle of a five-game road trip right now. Flames in the middle of their homestand. Back-to-back uh, -back losses here, though, to uh, start the homestand, both against Atlantic Division uh, teams and two top teams in that Atlantic Division. Let's uh, hit you right back inside Flames uh, dressing room, and uh, let's hear from the Flames goal scorer tonight, Blake Coleman. Goals in back-to-back -back games, uh, including one here tonight. Just another, uh, you know, gut-wrenching loss. I thought uh, another game where we honestly played pretty well. Um, we're just, you know, right now we're a really good team that just doesn't know how to win. You guys just getting kind of sick of it? I mean, you know, nobody likes losing. You know, I think, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. You know, my, I'm hard on myself right now. I feel like I had three or four chances to score goals tonight that uh, I just didn't convert on. And, um, you know, it's a huge game for us. And, um, you know, it's, it's tough when you feel like you could have done more. There were moments where it looked like players were frustrated on the bench or signing their stick. How do you prevent that frustration from seeping into the gameplay? I mean, there's going to be frustration in hockey, I think. Um, you know, we need to mature as a group and not, not be showing frustration like that. But uh, at the end of the day, I'd rather have 20 guys that care than 20 guys that are, you know, looking forward to golf season. So, um, like I said, we all hate losing. Uh, it's, it's honestly, it's pretty incredible how many one game or one goal games we've lost this year. I think, uh, like I said, the best way to sum it up and the only thing I can think of right now is we're a great team that, that just doesn't know how to win right now. So where do you go from here, Blake? And I know if you had the answer, you'd do it. I get that. But just the idea of turning the page and maybe rewriting the script. Well, it's it's to a man. You know, I think you got to do what you can what you can control, and, and and that is whether it's extra pucks after practice, extra time on the bike for third periods and overtime, energy, whatever it is, whatever you feel like you need to do to, to be 1% better, because that's where... 1% off, you know, I think, <clears throat> you know, we all feel like we could be a team uh, in a much better position right now, but at the end of the day, it's, it's points and it's, uh, you know, it's structured the way it is for a reason. You got to win hockey games and we just, uh, we've just found way too many ways to lose. Like you're a, you're a hard on the sleeve kind of guy. Like if we went back there, are, are all 23 guys as pissed off about a game like this as you are about the kind of string of results you're getting yeah I would hope so I mean I can't speak for everyone but you know it seems it seems that way everybody seems frustrated everybody's a competitor and wants to be uh you know playing mean, meaningful hockey um you know come uh May June that time of year but uh like I said you know look at our overtime losses look at our one goal games we just for whatever reason haven't matured as a group yet and found ways to win those games. Not to state the obvious, but you look at the standings, it's not felt bad all. I mean, you guys have been saying games are do or die, but it really does sort of feel coming up on Saturday. It's must win here at some sport. Yeah, I mean, it, the last the whole last week's felt like do or die, and um, it's going to continue to be that approach um, <clears throat> from here on. I think, uh, you know, it's not unheard of to go win six, seven games in a row. It happens all the time in this league. Um, you got to have guys that believe in 
in themselves and, and in each other. And um, you know, like we talked about, guys are pissed off, guys are frustrated. It can be a really good, useful tool, or it can be the you know the end of it. So if guys channel that the right way, and we get on a little roll, then uh, you know we put the league on notice. Okay, that's a wrap. Thanks, guys. Thanks. All right, uh, some thoughts post game from uh, Blake Coleman, the goal scorer in this uh, night, and uh, scores his 14th of the season here. Obviously, uh, the difference though is uh, the goal in the third period from uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and uh, and it stands as the winner. Yeah, I mean we talk a little bit about frustration. That word's come sure. up, you know, a fair amount, but uh, you can kind of you know sense, you know, they're uh, they're starting to pile up a little bit in terms of uh, you know frustration, but maybe just as as he kind of talked about, just not finding ways. It kind of uh, you know gets to a guy after a while. Yeah, I mean there's really no sugarcoating it that one felt and it looked like a bit of a gut punch you can hear it in yeah. Blake's voice he's a guy who you know as Wes Gilbertson said in the room there he wears his heart in his sleeve one of the most you know honest candid guys in the room to speak to as well so when you hear those words coming from his mouth you know it's genuine um, he probably has a very good uh, read on his teammates and where they're feeling um, but what you need to do in a situation like that is he alluded to you got to pick yourself up because I actually think I'm sure he would agree he called the the Flames a great team that just doesn't know how to win yet. Yeah. They've been playing some pretty good hockey lately. Yeah. The key is put that back on the table on Saturday because while this one does hurt, yeah. you've still got a chance here. And you play the Minnesota Wild, one of those teams you're chasing twice in the span of a week. So you've got to start looking at where you can make up ground rather than what you may have lost tonight. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And we're just kind of looking at briefly as we kind of peel away from, from the show. But just, you know, our job to look at the out-of-town scoreboard yeah. and kind of keep peeking on it. And uh, Minnesota is playing tonight. They're in Vancouver. They're coming into Calgary right after the game here tonight. They're leading 2-1. Uh, after 40 minutes, but obviously some time in that third. But again, kind of look at what you can control, and that's two yeah. out of your next three against Minnesota while coming up. One of those teams. So, yeah. Uh, all right, let's park this one and uh, look ahead to the uh, to the next, and that is on Saturday night. Uh, as for tonight, it is uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs that skate away with a 2-1 win thanks to that third period goal from Cali Yarncroke. So that's back-to-back uh, -back wins for the Atlantic Division inside the Scotiabank Saddledome, but the Flames will get another chance to get right back to work here on Saturday night. Uh, trade deadline day, of course, tomorrow. Uh, nothing going on at the Scotiabank Saddledome outside of an Old Dominion concert. We're talking hockey. And then it'll be uh, back, back in the rink on Saturday night with a date against the Minnesota Wild right here inside the Dome. Thanks for watching Flames Post Game Live brought to you by Original 16. We'll see you again here on Saturday night.